Welcome to the Uncut Chronicles. I'm Crystal. I'm Andy. And we are coming to you with information and topics every day, such as culture, trending topics, shit your mammy probably don't need to hear. So come on in with us so we can share more with you about our day. Hey, I'm Crystal. I'm Andy. And we are welcoming you to the Uncut Chronicles today. And today we are talking about all things sexy and saucy. Like your sexuality. Let's talk about this. Okay, so, Andy, you were making comments about how sexuality is different for Black women versus other groups. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, um, kind of like our off-air, mm-hmm. back-and-forth conversation, I was saying how when it comes to sexual liberation for Black women, it's completely different versus other races. Um, especially, like, when I, growing up, like I had with my Caucasian friends, they were more encouraged to explore sexually mm-hmm. versus my household where it's like, I bet not even think you fucking sucking doing anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I bet not even think you playing DJ Hero under that cover. Like, I bet not even think about it. Let me smell the sheets. What y'all doing in there? And... <laughs> Um, I feel like as, you know, we've, you know, I've, as I've gotten older, like, yes, my sexuality out of this world now that I've experienced more things and I allow myself new experiences, um, behind closed doors. But I feel like as black women, it's like, we're not allowed to do that, but we're always being, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, everyone is always putting us on that extreme spectrum of sexuality where we're always sexualized, hypersexualized all the fucking time, yet we're not allowed to do anything sexually without judgment. So even like at 13, like I had titties, ass, slim waist. Oh, she fucking. I can't even play DJ Hero in peace. What the hell you mean I'm fucking? Like, what are you talking about? And I feel like that's a lot of our experiences as young black women where we're already sexualized. We ain't even thought about the sex. This is true. This is true. My mom would jump on me about that too. And I wasn't even, I wasn't even having sex. I didn't start having sex when I was an adult. Um, Cause I was like, I know what causes that. And I got a future to focus on. I was a very focused person, but I feel like why did that have to be what we jumped to first? Why is it because I'm curvy um, and because I have a pretty face that that means I'm automatically smashing and grabbing? Like I, I, it just, it felt awkward. It felt like I was being accosted by a thought I hadn't even thought to have. Um, it didn't make any sense. It's almost like you're carrying the burdens of those who came before you, who maybe that was their road. And so they're assuming it's going to be yours. Um, and that was very confusing to me. Um, I think also as black women though, there's a fine line in culture, period, across all genres where women, if they show too much skin, the thought is one thing. If they show too little, the thought is something else. And so now we're at a point where we're not leaving anything to the imagination or being tasteful at all, which is trashy. But I feel like celebrating your sexuality and being open is not something that you have to be ashamed of. But I feel like black women aren't allowed to have those conversations in the same way without being labeled. I agree with that. And that's one thing that kind of frustrates me, you know, Seeing this culture of just hypersexuality of black women like um, Suki and mm-hmm. Megan. And don't get me wrong, I love them all. Suki, Megan, Cardi, Nikki, 
all of them very, you know, hyper. A lot of female rappers out here are very hypersexual and show that extreme side um, of just sexual liberation, which I don't have a problem with, but it's very difficult for our community because we, in a sense, not all of us, but most of us had very intrusive parents who think because of what we consume or what we've seen or what they've done, we're doing the same things. And it's like, you, you know, we just said earlier, like, I just figured out I had titties today. What are you talking about? I'm showing them to somebody. Like, what are you talking about? And it's very like, invasive and the paranoia. And I know a lot of times, like, I don't know if you've heard about this book or read this book called Post-Traumatic Slave Syndrome. Mm -hmm. I understand sometimes that goes back to that era of things where um, Black mothers would protect their daughters from getting raped and kind of like, you know, be aware. You are a full-figured woman. Master looking at your ass, Okay. Be careful. This is what's going on. You need to be aware. When you bending over, picking up shit, pull your motherfucking dress down, okay? And I understand that mentality has followed us throughout generations of us being just sexualized. But it's like, okay, we're older now. We've got some knowledge. We've understand what society is. Why do we almost like ruin our child's innocence with that? Like I went over to my Caucasian friend's house one day and I was like a teenager. I had shorts on and a shirt, and her dad came home. Well, I ran upstairs to go put some sweatpants on, and she was looking at me like, girl, what the fuck you doing? I said, well, your dad's home. I need to put pants on. She said, are you Muslim? <laughs> I said, no. I said, no. I said, but that's what I've taught. A man comes in the house, you need, no matter how old he is, put some clothes on not understanding that that's, that's kind of something wrong with that a little bit. And she said, I said, yeah, because, you know, your dad's a man. You don't want the man looking at you. She said, why would my dad be looking at a teenager? And that really had me thinking to myself, like, hold on. But that's what our culture does. It does it a lot. Oh, it does it so much. Girl. Yeah, it, it's real, real sticky in there. Like, it's, whew. Because remember the same thing, like, oh, if you take a shower or a bath, you know, don't come out in a towel. Um, if you wore pajamas, they need to be a certain length. Um, you couldn't walk around in your house a lot of times in, in our communities with uh, without a bra on in the house. Mm. If you had, um, so it depends. It really depends if you had men in your house or not, which is crazy because secretly what it's knocking up on, it's knocking on the door of the fact that there were predators and pedophiles, people's families. Yes. So, so the young lady in her pajamas wasn't being inappropriate. It's the people in the house that were doing or thinking inappropriate things against that child. But it led the girl to believe that she was the problem because her mere existence of her body was a problem. Yes. Mm -hmm. And that really, really disturbs me yeah. because it's like, when do we start questioning who the fuck we got in our house? Uh-huh. Like, if my daughter can't come in here with just her little biker shorts on, and tank top, and I got to worry about you looking at her weird. Mm -hmm. Boogie, you need to get the fuck up out of here. Mm -hmm. Actually, I'm about to call 911. Just stay here. Where's Chris Hansen? Because, like, what, is, what are you doing that you're looking at a child? But I feel like we don't question, a lot of times our community doesn't question the company we keep. Yep. We automatically blame the child. And I'm like, let's, let's be fucking for real. What six, seven-year-old is enticing an adult? Right. 
And if a child is a Tyson and an adult, we got bigger problems to worry about. Fuck the kid. What are you doing? Right. And I feel like we we don't get in that mindset. And I think I like I posted about this a while ago, how people don't allow their kids to do certain things because it feels like um, it ages them in, in a, to an extent, which I can semi-agree on. And I was like, but a lot of times the kids don't sexualize it. Like if I let my daughter put on like playing the makeup with me because I used to be a makeup artist or I let her do whatever, um, she's not in the mindset of thinking I'm putting on this eyeshadow, these eyelashes, or I'm putting on this glitter on my face and some boy or some man is going to want me. She's like, my mommy, I see what my mommy does. That's what I want to do like my mommy and have fun and be pretty. And I feel like a lot of times as adults, you know, we can tend to sexualize activities like that because we deem them grown. But to an extent, what's grown and enticing about that? And I feel like, you know, at times, yes, children should be children. Like, I'll I be looking at these girls the first day of school. I was like, you got a 30-inch bust down, nails like mine, lashes, midriff, everything, boogie. I was in limited, too. I had a uh, jack monkey on my shirt. Um, I was still wearing glitter polish with my Aeropostale jeans. Like, I was looking like a 13, 14-year-old. And I feel like a lot of times our society, not one more so, like, yeah, our society and our culture has robbed children of their innocence and trying to make them be more adult than what they really are. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I feel like... Um, certain things adults sexualize for children that don't need to be sexualized. This is true. Um, I think that also, okay, so let me ask you a question. When WAP came out, what did you think about the song in general? Uh, what do you think about Sexy Red? Like, what do you think about the sexualization that comes with those two? Those two? I feel like with WAP, I think seeing different races of women saved that. Because if I had to just look at Cardi B and a bunch of black women, I would have been like, God damn it, nigga, why the fuck did you do that? But I feel like because it was like, black women are the only women out here shaking their ass. No. Black women are only out here with WAP. Black women aren't the only people out here fucking and sucking. There are other, look at all these other women out here. What do you mean aren't the only, let me tell you something. Because I feel like people think that black women are so promiscuous. No, ma'am. I feel like they we really are not the that. number one stunner. We are not the forerunner. We are not first place. There it's, is black some other people. Twitter discourse. I have seen them. I know that. I've met them. There's black I've been on college Twitter campuses discourse. When they were talking about they giving gawk gawk three thousand. Why does black black women okay. are the reason why they can't get married? And that's why all these white women and Asian women get married, and y'all are not. Y'all go through. Y'all have y'all whole face. And I said, Are you crazy? If you think that, you have got to be delusional, honey. I had to do an intervention with one of my college friends because she was wearing them holes out. I said, baby, you need to give them holes a rest, okay? All three. Four if you got another one. Let them holes rest. You are wearing them holes out every weekend. I don't mind, I don't mind you getting it. I don't mind you you getting it in, you doing it. But baby, when I'm concerned. Was she humping people in the ear? Girl, I don't know what other fourth hole she got, but she need to let it rest. <laughs> because I say, what are you doing? I say, I, I'm all for you getting your, your nut off. But baby, it's been every day. Your pH balance is howling. Baby, I'm finna <laughs> hand you this monostat. 
Because I know that thing. I know that thing. I know that what that name doing right now. I am scared for you. Like I was legitimately scared for her. Like when was the last time you had STD test? She is married with kids, PTA mom, and a nice big house with the dog, and ain't working because all her got 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 skills. She's landed the right one. I mean, she, she let me tell like, you something. Them holes was virgin holes when she got married. And, <laughs> and I was sitting over there looking like, hello? <laughs> like, does he know? Does this man know what you was doing at 4 o'clock in the morning? And know you did a whole bath and went right back out at 7? <laughs> yeah. But listen. <laughs> but what's funny about it. You take a, you see it all the time in reality TV. You see it in social media all the time. You take women who who know how to have a lot of fun, who are confident in who they are and all their abilities, and they want to have a good time. And somebody comes along, it's like that's cool. What else? And they soup them on up, and they don't mind. They want the good times at their house. Yeah. They trying to have the good times for life. Y'all want free tires for life. It's them good times for life they really signed <laughs> up for. Listen. Okay, if you're on your Hostro 3000, I support your endeavors. I ask you to be safe. And I feel that uh, I know, I know from, from, I know, I know, we are not the leaders in that. Trust me. But people think we are because of just how society portrays us. It's just very hypersexual, very promiscuous. And I think, you know, sometimes our music and our culture doesn't help with that. Right. And And we're not. Like, we're really not because half of us, like, even if we was, quote, unquote, fast, I will take that shit to my grave. You will never know what the fuck was going on. This is true. And my Caucasian friends and my Asian friends had parents that would protect them from that. Oh, Billy and them talking about you having sex? Oh, we finna shut that shit down right now. Mm, that's true. I got caught having sex? Oh, my mother finna call up the whole community, my grandmother, great-grandma. She finna dig up my grandfather and tell him too. You're not protected. Now you're labeled as this little ass fast hoe. Now you the cousin Faith at Thanksgiving dinner. <gasps> not cousin Faith. And you like, what the hell? Like, so I feel like we're just, as black women, when it comes to our sexuality and our community, we always are just ostracized. We're always belittled. We're always just criticized. And I truly don't understand it. And it's like, I've run into black women that are very asexual. But just because of how they look, everybody thinks they're fucking and sucking everything. And it's not even the case. And I hate that, and that we get, oh, the reason you're not married because you had a whole face. What? I also feel like this, but I, I knew of an individual many years ago um, that had just gotten married. He was super cute and his little wife was sweet. And he was one day... Um, we were all hanging out and he complained that like they weren't having great sex and how it broke his heart. And he was like, I can't have sex with her. She said, it's too painful. They've been married almost two years and he had never had full intercourse with his wife and he was miserable because she grew up in a background belief that she wasn't supposed to have any sex before marriage or do anything. So she was not experienced. She didn't know how to have sex. Um, it really prohibited them from having sex the first part of their marriage. Um, I'm not sure they ever quite made it past that stage. It, it was a long time. Mm-hmm. And so he was like, I, I love her, but I don't know if we can keep doing this. Like, she's ashamed. She's scared. She thinks if we do it, it means this, not this. Like, all these silent beliefs were weighing this young lady down. She's married to a man that she couldn't even perform with because she was so uncomfortable within herself. Ooh. And that's tough. And I've run into a lot of friends that have had that problem, like, especially yeah. growing up as a PK, where, you know, a lot of us were taught you can't 
have sex before marriage. Well, now you got dudes in here like, I'm going to need a little miles on my pussy before I get it. I mean, he's trying to say, is it is it, uh, is it rolling or not? What kind of miles are we talking about? Are we talking about Mercedes-Benz miles or are we talking about Honda Civic miles? Because how many miles you want on the pussy? Because if you want Honda Civic miles, then you're going you're gonna to have to be okay with her having a quote-unquote whole face. And why does the body count only come up on women? Because rarely do we ever talk about men's body count. And here's the thing. I don't even want to know. I don't care. I don't even care about your body count. Can, what do you like and what don't you like? What are you open to? What are you not open to? I don't care because in order to learn you, after you learn you, you have to apply you to a person. That means you got to be out there trying some stuff. Thank you. And so I, quite frankly, would like it if you were a little more experienced and, and learned something about yourself. I don't care how many times you in there lubing it up in the bathroom or doing whatever you're doing in your, in your one-on-one time. Please do it. Please learn what you like and what you don't like. Please watch something and teach you something else and somebody else you can like. Please look at somebody and see, oh, I kind of like that. Please look. Please do all the things. I need you to be, when you stand in who you are, to do it in truth and in knowledge and through experience. I want you to say, I tried that one time. I didn't like it. I might go, okay, what happened when you tried it? What y'all do? It slipped out. Like, wait, hold up. They got something for that. Like, you know, you can learn together. And I feel like this whole experience of not allowing people to go on this journey of learning about themselves, enjoying their body, sex being pleasurable for 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 both partners um, or all who are involved is really, really important. And you can't learn that if you don't have any experience. You know, respect your body while you're doing it. Take care of yourself. Protect yourself. Keep yourself clean. Be mindful. Don't just pick up as anybody. You know, come on. But at the same time, you got to have an experience in order to learn something about yourself. Yes. And I, that's where I don't understand. Everybody trying to be 50 with no orgasms. Okay. Because I'm not. And that's where I feel bad for some of, you know, I've had friends that waited till they got married. And I was like, have you ever busted a nut? Or are you just laying there being a sex? And they toy? was like, no. They, one, well, they, one of my friends was like, what is that? Yeah, they don't even know what an orgasm is. They've never had it. I said, you ain't never played DJ Hero? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Do you need a rose? Something? I just read with this one lady said she had a rose. She was using it. And now her partner doesn't satisfy her like her rose. And I'm th- and see, that's why I didn't fool with y'all and get that goddamn rose. That's why. Because I don't need it, you know, playing brrr on my on, on my goodness and glory. Because let me tell you something. I want my partner to still make it sing. So I feel like you kind of got to be mindful with the machines. Because if you don't think about the gadgets and how they impact you, if the rose has a small mo- motor in it and your partner does not have a motor, are they going to be able to live up to the same expectation? Are you desensitizing your your genitalia? Mm. It's tricky. I mean, I are need bring the combination. Rose to the bedroom? Yeah, bring that bring that rose to the bedroom. Y'all need to play together. Play, after you play by you by yourself, play with your partner with it too, because that way y'all get the balance. Your partner might want to tap out anyway. He might be like, you know what? I've been down here getting all the groceries for about mm, fifteen minutes. I, my jaw is starting to lock up. <laughs> Where your toy at? Now we're talking about something. Because now your partner ain't got to be exhausted. Your toy ain't got to be over there looking lonely and depressed. And together, the powers combine and they unite. Boom. That's what I'm talking about. I'm all for it. Look, I'm like, Dre, combination. Give me both of them at the same time. And I'm all for that. Absolutely. And that's why I feel so bad. Like, again, women are, like women like they don't get to explore mm-hmm. what pleases them mm-hmm. so you spend 30 40 years of marriage being somebody's fuck ma- mas- masturbation toy yep. because you don't know what pleasure is because you haven't got to experience for yourself so yeah you might get little moments where it feel good but are you truly satisfied right 
And mm, it's the same thing with men. I think I think a lot of men struggle with their sexuality or if not struggling with their sexuality, how to enjoy sex in more than one way. Because they were taught men only do this or men only do that. But then they saw something else and they was like, that looked kind of fun. And they might try it alone and then they might like it. And then they have to come to their partner and say, I would like to try this. And not all parts are open. What are you? Are you this? Are you that? Why do you like that? And they're not open. And then suddenly this person feels shut down. They feel rejected. They feel like they can't have a full experience as a person. Mm -hmm. So I don't feel like any of that is necessary. I like people to feel open and honest in their sexuality. I want them to be able to explore and be respectful. I want them to teach that to their children as well. Because in other countries, sex does not look the way it looks here in this country. The reality is that overseas, sexuality is looked at completely different. We are one of the only countries that idolizes weapons, okay, first, before we consider the importance of literature and sexuality. It is crazy. And so I'm just not here for it on either side. And I feel like your sexuality, you should just be able to embrace it. But I think a lot of these women have become, in society as a whole, have become very raunchy. Uh, There's a way to be sexy and sexual without being raunchy. The same way you don't want a man catcalling you or grabbing at you or being, you know, things that are like over the top and unnecessary. Mm I'm going to need you to put on more shorts than just a piece of string when you're going to the grocery store. <laughs> Half, like, both of your cheeks at the, at the three-fourths mark are hanging out. Like, I'm just trying to pick up, you know what I'm saying, the cereal on the I'm cereal just trying to get my arm in the You hear me? Can you put that away just for a second? Do I have to see your piercings while I'm scanning this almond milk right quick? No, not really. Can you put that away? Like, we know you look good. You could look good in anything. You don't have to put all of it out on Front Street in order to be attractive, so. I agree with that. And I feel like a lot of people, I mean, I'm sure people are going to argue, like, well, it's my body, my choice, and that's fine. But even still, we have to be realistic about the culture and society we live in. You subject yourself to that criticism when you walk out like that. So if that, not saying you deserve it, not at all. This is like you said, this is your body, your choice. You you can wear whatever the fuck you want to wear, Buki. But we also have to be real. Like, even me sometimes, like I know I walk out with my titties out. There's going to be stares, there's going to be comments, there are going to be criticisms. But I knew what came with that. And I'm not gonna put them away. Y'all gonna get whatever these titties got. I'm not gonna put them away. They arrive before we get there anyway. Okay. So I'm not putting them away, but I also know sometimes like depending on what I'm wearing, how I can be perceived. Do you think men feel that way during gray sweatpants season? Because it is approaching soon. I like me a good slut, so, yeah. I mean, for sure. Yeah. When you see gray sweatpants <laughs> season, you be like, well, hey, well, how, how are y'all doing? Okay. And I wonder if men get that same, because I've heard men say, like, they feel, they feel a little like, they feel kind of like. Objectified. Objectified. Yeah. And I'm like, do you like it or not? Oh, you don't like it? Oh, you don't like it? Oh, isn't that <laughs> crazy? Bad. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> mm, sorry. Dumb. No. But I mean, I think men get a taste of it. They also get it in the summer when they wear hoochie daddy shorts. Same thing. We see a little two-inch of man, man thigh. Same thing. Um, I have had great entertainment over the last year pointing out hoochie daddy shorts to men. I'm like, I like your hoochie daddy shorts. And they're like, thank you. It's the blushing they do. It with is. It. <laughs> And I'm like, a little bit of man thigh don't hurt nobody. They're like, I know. And then sometimes that women are standing with me. I'm like, did you dress him? And she's like, no, he dressed himself. He has great hoochie daddy shorts. I'm like, yes. Like, it's exciting. It's fun. It's cute to watch him blush. 
Um, so, I mean, it's a whole thing. They can be objectified as well, and it's not always the best feeling, but I think when you walk in confidence, you take it a little differently. I agree with that. Yeah. I agree with that. Because you could definitely tell. Like, even, like, sometimes, I know sometimes as women, we don't like that, but you know when you go to the gas station, you know you look good. In the, in the hood, the oh, hood. Let me post. Let me pump this gas real slow. And they out there. Hey, look at you today. And I'm like, you looking at me in my best fit today. I know I look good. And, <laughs> and do. And the crackhead that asked me for a dollar, but told me I look fine as hell. That was enough for him. I know I was looking good today. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, so I feel like it's, I feel like some people like objectification to an extent. Yeah. Um, I feel like as long as it's within boundaries and you're not feeling weird and awkward about it um, and nobody's making you feel scared. Uh, but I I just feel like I wish it could just be something healthy on both ends, but it's never. It's the struggle. It's never that. We have to keep leaning forward our sexuality because Janelle Monet is definitely carrying us through this golden era and we deeply appreciate it because she's making it feminine. She's making it sexy. She's making it in all shapes and sizes and colors and skin and you're going to love it, but it's still tasteful and it just shows there's a fine line. It can be done very well. I think she's doing an impeccable job of it. So She's taking it. Mm-hmm. She's taking it. And owns it. And I love that for her. And, and that's where I'm like, that's the difference because people were trying to compare her to like Suki and everybody else. Nope. But what's the difference between her? I was like, I want you to watch the two videos and I want you to really be for real. Mm-hmm. Be for real. Janelle did it very tastefully. Mm-hmm. Suki's is at Popeye's. Yep. That's true. Paul po- Suki. But she's trying to clean her image up. Try. We called it. We said it was coming. We said she was going to Angela wipe that thing up. We said it. I don't know how. Listen, she about to get a Winnie the Bynum outfit. She about to have a have a slick back ponytail. Oh. She about to have her fairy glasses on. She about to pull a 180 on y'all. She gonna be doing Dove commercials and stuff. Just y'all wait. Just wait. It's gonna be cover girl all day. Give it some time. Okay. She gonna clean it up. We'll see. I mean, she, I feel like she went as deep in it. I feel like Black China wasn't as deep that she could flip. She could get out of that. Suki. Mm. It's going to be a fight. It's going to be a fight. And All my she, life, I had to fight. She's going to have to let them songs go and leave a homegirl sexy red at Popeye's and going to have to move around because she ain't going to be able to make it out of that. If she does not clean up her image, um, she ain't going to make it out. It's going to be the struggle. Meg already showed y'all how she could do it with her little soccer player. Mind y'all business. Period. But you know, this is us here at the Uncut Chronicles. I'm Crystal. And I'm Andy. And we are saying things that you can't say to your motherfucking man. (laughs) So y'all stay tuned. We cannot wait to share another episode with you. Peace. Bye, guys. The Uncut Chronicles is part of the Breaking Ice, Building Bridges community podcast platform brought to you by Possibilities. Possibilities.